Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. This week, we're focusing on the nature of government if you would, that inherent nature of government, civil government, that whenever you create it, what are going to be its tendencies? You know, one of the things that sometimes um, people uh, will point out about me is, and, and I didn't realize it until a few years ago, that all my life uh, I've had basically one restaurant that I would go to. Now that restaurant may switch after a number of years for various reasons, but uh, going back a, a real long time, uh, I realized that uh, I actually went to this one restaurant till it closed. And then when it closed, I found another restaurant and, and I went there and just different things. And I would, cause number one, my tendency is I don't want to think about where to eat. I just don't want to. You ever been with a group of people and you go, well, where do you want to eat? I don't know. I don't care. Where do you want to go? And, and you go round and round. It's so hard to decide. Well, the bottom line is, unless I just really want something, I just, I got a restaurant I go to. And and I may go to that restaurant for five, ten years sometimes, just straight. And then for various reasons, it might change and switch. But, that's my tendency. That's one of the tendencies of me. And, and, and also, you know, if I go to a, a place to get an ice cream cone or something, I'm going to get chocolate. I, I'm not going to be uh, thinking, well, what about this and what about that? Now I'm getting chocolate. And most, most restaurants I go to, I get one of two things. And uh, there are a couple exceptions to that, but they're very rare. But with that, those are my tendencies. Number one, again, I don't like to think about where to go eat, so I just have a place I go. I don't think about it. If I'm going to eat, I just go there. On the flip side, there are some people who have the tendency, they just constantly go back and forth and round and round. And those are their tendencies. And you know when you deal with that person, that's what you're going to be dealing with. Well, when it comes to government, you need to understand the tendencies of government. And anytime government is looking to solve something, you need to understand their tendencies. People will say, government, whenever it takes power, it never gives it back. Well, it's, it's not that it just forgets. The problem is even deeper. The problem is even deeper. And I want to read this text. We've been looking at 1 Samuel 8. 11 uh, through 17 this week because God is telling Samuel, tell Israel, they want a king. This is how it's going to be. Unless liberty rules the land, if you have, a, you have people ruling it, see, we should have in our nation, this is the importance of this phrase, the rule of law. See, the rule of law should supersede those in government. See, Israel didn't have a king, but they had the law. 
they were supposed to abide by the law, and there were judges and priests that were authorized to take care of certain things, but what they were wanting to do was actually then put somebody really almost above the law. Now, they weren't saying they wanted them above the law, but they wanted something else up there. They wanted someone else up there. And God's telling me, this is going to be a problem if you do this. See, the rule of law, that is really what we want, where the laws of the land are the primary thing, and then everyone is subject to those laws. And God was basically telling Israel, if you do this, uh, things are going to be different, and, and it's not going to be the way that you want. Here will be the nature of government. He says in verse 11, and he said, this will be the behavior of the king who will reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for his own chariots and to be his horsemen. And some will run before his chariots and he will appoint captains over his thousands and captains over his fifties. He will set some to plow his ground and reap his harvest and some to make his weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers, cooks, bakers. He will take the best of your fields, your vineyards and your olive groves, and give them to his servants. He will take a tenth of your grain and your vintage and give it to his officers and servants. And he will take your male servants, your female servants, your finest young men and your donkeys, and put them to his work. And he will take a tenth of your sheep, and you will be his servants." And you see, ultimately, the nature of government is to relegate you to being its servant. That's, that's the nature of it, is to relegate you to being its servant. That the, the rule of law does not rule them. They rule over everything and decide where law gets applied, and it does apply to you just not them. Now with this, today I want to begin to look at it a little bit more in regards to the right to bear arms. You see, ultimately there are two choices when we face problems from a governmental standpoint. Understand what I mean by that. Government can take one of two approaches in how it solves problems. See, there is a problem today uh, I, I don't know about you, but I, I don't like seeing the, the mass murders and the shootings and so forth. I don't like that. Those things are horrible. They're terrible. They, they devastate families. Uh, I, I am not unsympathetic to that. I, I would hate, I, I, I always hate hearing that happen. But every time something like that happens, there's one of two choices. And government, because of its inherent nature, because of government's inherent nature, because of people being involved, its choice is always to move toward restricting the people, taking something from the people so that, quote, they can't do that bad thing anymore. That is the tendency of government. And it, a lot of it comes down to that I'm tired of dealing with this and I just, I just don't want to deal with it no more so this will solve it and my life won't be a problem anymore. To a degree, 
and, and I'm going to touch base on the second one, second option here in just a moment. But recently, the governor of New Mexico uh, came out and restricted, unconstitutionally, I might add, restricted government, excuse me, restricted the right to bear arms, concealed and unconcealed, uh, because New Mexico uh, has some rights to carry guns in the open a lot more, a uh, lot broader than some other states. But with this, she just restricted it in certain areas. And I know some uh, police uh, uh, units and forces came out and said, we're not enforcing this because this is unconstitutional. Because again, the tendency of government is to take away from people. Rather than looking at how can we fix it and leave liberty in place? How can we fix it? How can we empower the people? How can we position the people to better function with this liberty? It's Rather than doing that, it's always easier, just take their guns away. Just, just take their guns away. That's, that's an easier course of action. We we'll just need to do that. Well, again, if, if uh, legislating gun restriction, uh, gun laws, made a place safe, then Chicago is the safest place in America right now. They, they've got tremendous gun laws. I mean, just restrictions left and right. But yet, uh, there are more people killed in Chicago than probably the rest of the nation through mass murders. If you would, you ought to really be looking at the restricting the gun, the right to bear arms. Restricting that has created a problem to such a degree in Chicago about how many people get killed there. Uh, it, it's, it is huge. But yet, you hear very little about that. But there's a shooting, and again, both are terrible. We need to understand there needs to be an approach to fix it. The problem is the only thing that's being argued about is whether the government should take the guns or not take the guns. The bottom line is, unfortunately, we're having to argue about that because that's the tendency of government. We'll just take your right away. We'll just take it from you so it won't create a problem, but it still creates the problem. But we're failing to equip the people of our nation in order to handle it. They're, they're, uh, for lack of a better phrase, it would be better to actually begin to have gun education in every school. Let kids grow up understanding a firearm. Let kids grow up understanding the power that that thing has, not just seeing what it does on a video game that you can hit reset on and everybody's back alive. At that point, we, we, there should be more uh, equipping of this. You see, I can still remember, and there were some people would probably say, I was traumatized by it. <laughs> no, but I can remember, and, and uh, if you're, uh, anyway, this is how I grew up, and it shocks me what people have problems with sometimes. But, and that's part of the problem. We, we don't see life. Life is messy. Real life is messy. 
And a lot of people are living in a cocoon and not really knowing what life is like. They're living on this little cloud and just, you know. But I can remember going up to my uncles when I, when I was a little kid, probably four or five years old, and, and it was butchering day. He had some hogs. They were going to be butchered that day. And I asked my dad, because they were going to go down and start the process. So I asked my dad, can I go down there with y'all? And he said, sure, come on. So I went down there, and I saw, I saw them shoot the hog, and then I saw them uh, basically begin to let the blood out. And I'm a little kid, and I'm going, wow. Now, yes, that has stuck with me in my mind. But as a little kid, at that point, I understood a gun is very powerful. A knife is something you need to be really careful with. I got an education that day that caused to be where I, I always was very careful with guns and I was always very careful with knives because I saw firsthand that power. And you see, unfortunately, we've got so many people today they don't experience that, they don't see it, so they really don't respect it. So by the time, by the, by the time they get there, it's more of a, I'm big, I'm bad, than anything. And that just, if there was a greater awareness. See, I grew up in a school where uh, people drove to school in their pickup truck and had guns in the back window. Nobody ever got shot over decades. You see, the problem is when you don't have a real awareness of guns, you tend to abuse them. Rather than discussing how we can restrict this, what we need to do is how can we create greater awareness? That would fix the problem a whole lot quicker. It would leave liberty in place and keep a check on government. God bless you. Talk to you tomorrow.